Chapter One Encounter Olivia I wouldn't look forward I hadn't looked forward to today. In fact I wished to keep bygones be just that gone. Life wasn't letting me be. I needed an outlet for the stress and pain the sleepless nights were beginning frequent becoming frequent. Yet this was supposed to be the start of an important chapter of my life. The goddamn taxi wasn't getting any passengers to do any passengers, so it remained parked while its conductor searched around for likely ones almost amongst the passerbys. You must be wondering where I was at the time. Well, I was in Mukuko town, a British stage. That's the one of the many other stops in Mukuko district where one can find a public transport that's headed for Kampala. It's almost thirty minutes since I boarded when finally one more person entered. It was a man, and he sat on the seat in front of me. After a time lapse of about ten minutes, a minibus was parked in front of our taxi. His conductor yelled for passengers. The man moved as if to get out. Without thinking much about it, I followed suit. He paused midway and then settled back into his seat. I did the same. It becoming increasingly agitated. I becoming increasingly agitated. I never had to travel alone a time beyond seven in the evening from a place of about thirty kilometres away from my home. I kept thinking maybe I had boarded the wrong taxi. After a bit, the man made for the door again. I did the same. He hesitated. I looked that that as my cue to inquire about my doubts. Mm, ah. Excuse me, is this tactic headed for Kumpala? I asked, silence, no answer. You must think I'm weird. In the darkness, I can't make out his facial features, nor, nor read him. Suddenly I remembered he was a total stranger, who would turn out to be anything but nice. Fishing info from him exposed my lack of improper bearings of my surroundings, something he could use against me. Last time I heard the crime rate, Increased in percentage, so the paranoia was acceptable. I had paused my mo- movement along with him, and was uncomfortably bending. Just as I was about to give up, he answered, "Yes, it is." He sat back down and said, "Yes, you guessed right. I did the same." Not long after that, a fourteen-passenger taxi was filled to the rim. My journey home, back. Back home started. It was early October, and today had been the eve of our country's Independence Day celebrations. Few roads had been blocked off to make room for the Kampala City Carnival, hence all the cars passing by via Kamala, Kampala and a limited number of routes available for use. Except the endless traffic jam that's made us travel at snail space speed. Nothing in the descent all happened. I did make a call and lied about the reason for the missing out on groups Sunday discussions discussions about a project we were supposed to start working on the following day week. Yes, I lied about my parents as an excuse because today was my chance to finally find my release. I waited my headache, emotional distress and guilt was overwhelming me. It was driving me insane. I felt like a crumble down any minute and any second 
I needed to deal with myself as soon as possible. My first thought was to make use of the company's free cancelling services, get psychic help, but I had no desire to visit a shrink, so I searched around the internet and found more options. I settled for the one that was supposed to be years. My street driver was to simply a call away. I hurriedly got myself an appointment. Looking at that, it's po- all pointless. My journey was futile attempt at sorting my issues. Is anything I feel whole worse than before? I now loathe myself even more. I noticed, I looked out the window and noticed the change of scenery. I so caught up in my faults. I hadn't realised we had reached Gumbala. A taxi was calling to a stop, but it wasn't in a taxi park. This is a somewhere place down, up down. People already complaining. I having to walk to the park. Feeling apprehensive, I used my phone to check the, on the time. It's well, 30 minutes to midnight. Things couldn't get any worse. I didn't carry a m- m- money purse or handbag with me. I was utilising my pair of jeans, side pockets for keeping my money. My conveniently small Canon M5 cell phone. So I got the amount required for the transportation fee while trying to patch a plan on how I was going to walk down a suddenly mostly empty streets. Immediately afforded the man I needed talked to before. Would he be heading in the same direction as me? People started filling out or filing out the taxi. My eyes are trained on him. I had to get to him. Handing my fee to the conductor, I rushed after him as he sorted down the street towards the city square. As he fell, as I fell into step with him, I decided the best approach to get myself an escort was to chew into play-friendly mode. Play-friendly mode was a safety mechanism. I usually adopt the sort of make a sense of security. This, in fact, entrails just a few steps. I'm walking, a man approaches me, trying to call me. Depending on the time, place, and the vibe he's getting on, he's giving off, I just humour them and play along until out of danger of the zone. Then turn you down firmly, switching back to my usual aloof self. The only problem this time was that I was the one making the approach. My stomach knotted as I nervously took a calming breath and tried to sound cheerful. Hey, you're going downtown? I was supposed to head to the new taxi park. But I heard the taxis that head to my area no longer stage that side. He glanced at me and quietly said, Hi. Woo, success, I made rejoice. I can't believe I just blabbered that much. But hey, survival for the fittest is for the fittest. I casually scanned my surroundings. The sight was breathtaking. It's one of those nights where the stars shined imminently in the sky. The path we walked was on a bordered on a moderately light grand hotel building on one side and an array of parks on the other, where the street lights were artful and littered. I voiced my fears. There had never been in this part of town at night. It really is beautiful. I have noticed, replied the man. Where do you where do you stay? Kashabayu. I okay, after being added, you look expensive. What? The surprising that didn't trigger any sort of alarm on my part. He had a good guy older. What this is a first? With my short reply. What do you mean? Is he serious? Guy the first comment about me being I look expensive. It is weird. Why is it weird? It is what is it was what stood out most for me was his bored response, his lazy comment kept bugging me. I've spent my blue jean, faded jean, pair of jeans, 
white tank top and fitted black blazer, plus sim- my simple black ankle, low ankles, all came at a fair price. Maybe my new hair do, the dreadlocks. It cost a bit. Well, whatever. I didn't, I know, not like I was trained to make a lasting connection with him. Oh, yeah, he suddenly chuckled. I'm just trying to roll you up. Sorry for the disappointment, the, the I re- retorted. Women like being complimented, especially for their looks, he stated matter-of-factly. When, when did he turn into a chatterbox? Looking at you, I think you are pretty. I felt these full glaze under my face as he spoke. In fact, it's hard to come across an ugly woman these days. You say so carelessly about women with your pre-established concept, concepts about them. I turned to him, turned to look him in the, uh, the eye. I didn't like being categorized. You know nothing about me. But also, make unnecessary narrow-minded remarks about women. He simply threw his head back and smart, laughed in response. So that's what makes you tick. You look so much prettier right this moment. Crazy bum bollocks arsehole. You realise you hardly any light here. You, you use the word pretty lightly, I said humorously. You want to rest and remind myself, yourself, sweetie. He said he's across Kamala Boulevard, getting closer to downtown. No, it's a mistake. Make no mistake. I am very high in regard on myself. Not really true nowadays. Great no, sweetie. Don't call me that. Can't came over in a reply, what? Sweetie, well, I don't know what to call you by. You chose, sweetie. You are such a flirt. I never wasted an opportunity, he replied casually. Although we must remedy sweetie issue, if you want, if you just call, tell me your name, as we are at a level where we can exchange names now. Your taxi park was now coming into view. It was cue to start switching out of play-friendly mode. Are we not? He said expectantly. There's more light where we were standing now. I hadn't paid him much attention. Looking at him, I didn't register what he looked like physically. I now only saw a confident, carefree growing man with black eyes gave me a feeling of warmth I could barely felt in the recent times. It didn't mean I could break protocol. Hence, I simply evaded his question by initiating the goodbyes. So, where are you headed? I'm going to pass through the park, then go home to the Ham shopping mall. I heard there are cars that head to Kabushi. I see me, you seem eager to leave, was his quiet reply as he pulled out his fart phone, tied something in it to it. He didn't press the matter of exchanging our names. I am, I am so tired. Want to rest as soon as possible. What is this conflict feeling? Floating feeling. Can you wait a minute? I've only quite late. I should take my leave, was my phone reply. Only a minute, please. He answered, just safe body a guy came and parked where he was standing. He spoke to him in a low tone. I didn't care for the exchange. He then turned to me. I can't walk, let you walk alone by yourself at such later hour. This man will drive you home. I already paid him. That's what? Um, thank you, was my lame reply. I lost the words. Why is he going out of his way? So... When can I see you again, he said again, sweatily. I don't know, I replied feebly, but his old was breaking. How about I give you my number? I'll give you mine, was my quick reply, just as the relationship hit me. What the hell have I done? He picked out, pulled out his phone, out of his pocket, and typed my number into it. When I got my phone vibrating, 
I brought it out my jean pockets. While I was looking at the unknown number flashing on the screen, it said, That's my number. My name is Austin. Mine is Olivia, I said. So I pressed the button confirmed, saving his number. As we seated sit down on the motorbike, he said, Olivia, what a lovely name. The sound of my name came out of his mouth. It was like, was like my wake-up call. I just gave my name to a complete stranger. I looked up to him, smiling as at me, and put Now, I think about it, I gave some information about myself. And there was absolutely nothing I knew about him, except for his name and number.